0: Well, happy Tuesday, August 23rd. I believe it's somebody's birthday. Shout out to one of the morning motivators. I believe somebody's birthday is the day before mine as well. <clears throat> My birthday is tomorrow. So I'm super excited. Yes, I will be on bright and early with you guys, still for morning motivation, because the show don't stop. Um, and I'm also dropping um an ebook and a course tomorrow. So I'm super excited about that. It's all about consistency and discipline, the things that I've learned and how to overcome. Just obstacles of consistency, obstacles of discipline. You hear it all the time like those are things that we need to do in order to to make it to our dreams, in order for our dreams to come true. But nobody teaches us how to do that, right? What are some practical steps on how to break down consistency, discipline? How do you stick to it? How do you uh, overcome wanting to give up, overcome laziness, overcoming, figuring out what to do? Put it all in the ebook. So I'm super excited to drop that tomorrow. So be on the lookout I'm excited um, because that I believe that ebook and the course is going to really, really, really help a lot of people or help you. If that's something that you struggle with, there's some really good practical information in there, bonuses. Um, The ebook is like no fluff, straight to the point, really, really good, valuable information. Um, It's a little lengthy, not too much, not too much. I kept it, you know, uh, I believe around I forgot the page number, but it's a little lengthy, but it's it's filled with good stuff. Again, no fluff, no stories or anything like that, just straight to the point on how you can operate in a more consistent and disciplined way. So I'm excited to drop that tomorrow. I will have a link and everything ready to go. <clears throat> so before we get started, let's go say our morning prayer and then do or get into the morning shout outs. If you are not spiritual, or religious or you do not subscribe to the Christian faith, I hope that you um, just stick around and, and get some prayer anyway. And yeah. Um, all right. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up for another day. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship on the internet and, and commune with one another and speak to one another. I pray if anybody is going through anything and they're just having a hard time, um, they don't know how things are going to pan out. They don't know When you're gonna show up, Uh, they've been praying and praying and praying and asking for answers and and waiting on a sign, either a new job or you know uh, something to do with their family. That that you reveal it in in a swift manner, Lord, and that you give them peace and just tranquility while they wait. Just offer them something to give them some silence while they wait on your promise, and that we do the things and keep us doing the things that are pleasing in your sight. In your darling Son Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Good morning, you guys. So good morning, Miss Debbie. Good morning, Aija. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Nana. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Such a Lady. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Naturally Ann. Good morning, Norma. And good morning, Brittany. And as all of the others come in, good morning. And I know that's not all of y'all. And I know some of y'all don't really operate in the chat. So good morning to you as well. And for those of you who are listening on the podcast, good morning, I see on Goodreads, uh, our numbers are doing really, really well. So shout out to She Amber for um, being a part of that and helping me with our podcast. I really hope that you guys enjoy. And today we are going to be reading out of a purpose-driven life. So if you have not yet, go ahead and enter to win a free book. We will be announcing another free book next Friday, not this Friday, coming up. But the Friday after next, we'll be giving away another book. If you cannot wait that long and you want to get a copy of A Purpose Driven Life, the link is down below. And order yours so you can read it for yourself because I do skip around. I don't read all of the the gems and the nuggets in here together. Um, I think it's important that everybody just has their, you know, you have your own interpretation. So it's good to just, you know, do it for yourself. All right. So chapter 11 says becoming best friends with God. And it says, since we were restored for friendship with God by the by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we still certainly, we will certainly be delivered from eternal punishment by his life. Romans 5 and 10. And it says God wants us to be your God wants to be your best friend. Your relationship to God has many different aspects. God is your creator. And maker, Lord and master, judge, redeemer, father, savior, and much more. But the most shocking truth is this is the almighty yearns for yearns to be your friend. In Eden, we see God's ideal relationship with us is Adam and Eve, enjoying an intimate friendship with God. There is no rituals, ceremonies or religion just a simple loving, loving relationship between God and his people and the people he created unhindered by guilt or fear. Adam and Eve delight in God and he delighted in them. We were made to live in God's God's continual presence. But after the fall, the I the ideal relationship was lost. Only a few people in the Old Testament times had the pledge of friendship with God. Moses and Abraham were called friends of God. David was called a man after God's own heart. Mm, I love that. I've heard that before, but I love being a man of God's own heart. And Jacob, Enoch, and Noah had intimate friendships with God. But fear of God, not friendship, was more common in the Old Testament. Then Jesus changed the situation. And this is... Okay. I wanted to clear this up too. <laughs> I know I spoke about this yesterday and I often talk about it, but that's why I I separate God and Jesus for myself is because there was a time when Jesus wasn't around and God was still God. Does that make sense? So, I don't want people thinking like, "Oh, she doesn't believe." I do believe. Just that's why. It's there was God way before Jesus. Jesus is 2000 years old. 2020 years old. Um and God was there around before there was Jesus. So that's another reason. Just wanted to clear that up So I know there was there was a little confusion yesterday. But again, teach their own, you know, do how you feel you are called to worship and live. Um then Jesus changed the situation when he paid for our sins on the cross and the veil in the temple that symbolized our separation from God was split from top to bottom indicating that indicating that direct access to God was once again available. so before Jesus, direct access to God was not a thing. Unlike the Old Testament priests who had uh, to spend hours preparing to meet him, we can now approach God at any time. Mm. The Bible says now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God, all because that what our Lord Jesus Christ has done for us in making us friends with God. Friendship with God is possible because of the grace of God and the sacrifice of Jesus. All this is done by God who, through Christ, changed us from the enemies to his friends. So I did not know that. Hi, you guys. Good morning. So according to this book, I've never read that before. I've never heard that. You guys let me know what you think. Um, Yeah, I've never heard that before, but that's interesting. I've never heard that we were separated from him in that way and that we were his enemy. I had no idea that God looked at the people of the world as his enemy, at least to this book. So it says, "What a friend we have in Jesus," but actually God invites us to enjoy friendship and fellowship with all three persons of the Trinity. I've never heard the Holy Trinity called persons before either. Holy three persons of the Trinity are Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, "I no longer call you servants; because because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I've learned from my father. And I have made made known to you. Hmm. This is very interesting. You guys let me know what you think in the comments. And it says be friends with God through consistent. <laughs> there goes that word. Consistent uh, conversation. this is there. Now the book is telling us how to be friends with God. If you guys want more into the prefix of what that was talking about, I highly recommend you get the book yourself. Read it, get your own interpretation, because there's some things that I've never heard before or were taught. So it's interesting to hear a different perspective um, about the Bible and God and things like that. It says becoming best friends with God through constant conversation. You will never grow a close relationship with God by just attending church once a week or even a daily or even having daily quiet time. Friendship with God is built on sharing all of your life experiences with him. Of course, it is important to establish a habit of daily devotional time to with God, but he wants more than an appointment in your schedule. He wants to be included in every activity, every conversation, every problem, and even every thought. You can carry a continuous open-ended conversation with him through your day without, I mean, talking with him, but whatever you're doing or thinking about at the moment, pray without ceasing. So it's basically saying the continuous, good morning, you guys, a continuous conversation with God. So thinking about this in your own relationship, how do you continue to serve? How do you continue to? How do you build your relationship with God? I know for me, I just talk to him. Just like I talk to you guys, I tap in, I converse, I ask him how his day is (laughs) normally. um, I ask him how he's doing. And then I either have a grievance. Sometimes I do complain. Um, Sometimes I thank him. It just really depends on what's going on. Oh, thank you so much. But how do you have a conversation with God? Like, how do you connect? How do you interpret what's right and what's wrong? It says through conditional, uh, continual meditation, the second way we establish a friendship with God is by thinking about the word throughout the day. It's called meditation. The Bible repeatedly urges us to meditate on, on who God is and what he has done and what he has said. Now, that's very interesting because normally when we hear about meditation, right, we hear about calming our mind, getting inner peace, centering ourselves and understanding who we are, what we want and tapping in so we that we can tap into our higher self, which is then connected with God. So I feel like this book is very, very interesting. It challenges a lot. It uh, brings up a lot. It, It makes people think it makes people very uncomfortable. Like I told you guys, this is not this is not a this is not a lighthearted book but thinking about our relationship with god and thinking about the relationship you want with god cuz every relationship is different this is one man's interpretation of how we should interact with god but only you can do that that's why i'm very firm on this this podcast or just this live show about making sure that the relationship the connection, everything that you have is very personal. I can't tell you how to be with someone. It's just like me telling you how to run your relationship, right? That's like me telling, coming in and telling she Amber how to love her husband. That's not, (laughs) that's not my place. I don't know what that's like or how that is. You have to do that yourself. You have to know your left and right limits with God. You have to have that those those, communi- those conversations, that communication, every relationship is different. So the same as being on planet, I don't think that there is one direct way. I think that that has to be established by the individual because everybody think- thinks different. God has made us and called us to be different. So I don't think that there's no uh, size, one size fits all. And that's just my personal opinion. Let me know what you guys think um, about that. Percy says, you ask God how his day is going. Wow. I would love to hear what God tells me I ask how his day is. Right. I'm sure. And in my mind, he says busy. (laughs) In my mind, he would just like, he's always busy. I don't know if he still takes days off. I don't know if he delegates his responsibilities. I don't know. But yeah, I do. Because I feel like that's rude, right? And in my mind... And in my mind, sometimes I just do it out of courtesy. Like, how are you? Okay, this is what I'm going through. Just kind of like how we interact day to day. Sometimes when people ask you how you're doing, sometimes do they care, especially at work? No, they just want to say that to be nice, be polite and get to it. That's not right. I'm not saying that that's right. But yes, there is a level of, hey, are you? how are you? Before I jump in and just tell you what I want, make sure you're good, you know? So that's just something I do. I wasn't taught that. I feel like if we, that's any relationship and most of the time when I do ask somebody how they're doing, I do care. So I'm not one of those people, but, um, yeah, it's up to you and how you want your relationship to be. I also try to make sure I thank God, um, for the things that I have, because it's very easy to get hung up on what we don't. And then when I hear other people's stories or I just scroll sometimes, I'm just like, okay, well, my day May not have been the best, but at least, you know, that wasn't going on. So um, I try to be as thankful as possible. But what are your relationships like? Let me know. Um, Cookie Monster says Abraham was called the friend of God because he believed in his promise and the word uh, he gave Sarah child in their old age. So going to say that Abraham was a friend of God, is it because that we... We, we are friends to get what we want. And that's something that's interesting too. I don't think we, we talk about that much is like making sure that we're managing why we're doing something. It's just like being in a romantic relationship or a friendship. You know, of course, there are, everybody gets something out of a relationship, right? I don't believe that you should be in any type of relationship that isn't reciprocal, isn't, um, valuable to you. But then at the same time, you don't want to be in a situation where you're only in it to use that person. So I wonder if God monitors that too. Like, are you only, do you only show up when you need something? You know, we talked about that. I would always say it's not, think about it like this. Somebody comes to your house, cookie, cookie monster. I wish I knew your real name. Cookie monster, I come to your house and I'm just like, Hey, I need some sugar, right? And you go, okay, here, Britt. here's some sugar. Cool, bye, you know. And then I come back the next week. Hey, you have any butter? Yeah, I have butter. Okay, thanks, bye. And then I come back the next week. Hey, um, are your lights off? Because my lights are, but I'm not asking you how you are. There is no reciprocity in the relationship. It's just take and take and take and take and take and take and take. So that's something that I really often think about is, is this a one-sided relationship where I only show up and ask for what I need. And then did I get what I want? You know, my prayers are answered. Then I don't, I don't come back for a while. I don't, I don't pop in. I don't tithe. I don't, um, check in. I don't see how he's doing. I don't communicate on a frequent basis. I only show up when I need something. So I really try for myself to monitor that I'm not only showing up in God's relationship, um, just because of, what he can do for me. And it's called A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. It is linked down below if you want your own personal copy. I do do a, give, a free book giveaway every Wednesday. So make sure you go to com And um, let me put it up on the banner for y'all. BrittanyTheHost.com and get your, and enter to win your free book giveaway. If not, then you can just hang tight. Hold on one second, guys. My bad. My bad. Where'd it go? I wanted to show you guys. But anyways, BrittanyThehost.com. <laughs> Thought I had it on here. No, I don't. Um, yes, but you go to com and check that out. But it's called A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And again, I want everybody to read it for themselves. Um, again, this is a human person. You know, this is a human. So I don't believe everybody gets it right. I don't believe everything everybody says, including myself, is 100% Bible in fact. No, this is a person who wrote a book and it has a lot of great stuff in it. Some of his his views, I'm like, "Eh, okay, I can see that. I don't always agree. Um, So I want you guys to read it for yourselves and interpret it because I do skip around. I don't read every single word. And I would love to hear what you guys have to say if it moves you to have a better relationship and a closer thing. So the book is all about a 40-day challenge. We are on day 10. And if you're just joining us, today's conversation is being best friends with God. When you think about your problems over and over again in your mind, that's called worry. When you think about God's world over and over again in your mind, that's or word over and over again in your mind, that is meditation. If you know how to worry, you already know how to meditate. You just need to switch your attention from your problem to Bible verses. And the more you meditate on God's word, the less you will have to worry about. The reason God considers Job and David his close friends were, was, because, was that they valued his word above everything else. And they thought about it constant, continuously throughout the day. Now, that's, again, why I read Proverbs, y'all, because or just for yourself, just slip back myself with the Bible or just for yourself, open it up and see what God has for you. Sometimes I do just scroll and just like stumble upon a verse. Make sure you're paying attention to what testament you're in. Make sure you understand the context um, of the, the scripture. There's one, I believe, book that was written by Solomon that is very cynical. It's called, there's like nothing new under the sun. And that verse made me like, that verse was really to me, very morbid. And I was just like, well, what the heck are we here for? Why? You know, none of this stuff matters. So just be mindful of who wrote the books, Um, do a little digging. It's always at the top. Who wrote the books? What phase were they in, in their journey and what Testament you're reading in? Because all of that, that context matters. There's some things that are in the New Testament that are no longer in the Old Testament. Everything that Jesus says is written in red. That is another reason why I separate the two, because there's times when God speaks and there's times when Jesus speaks. When Jesus speaks, it's in red. Just another logical reason. And I'm not, again, not trying to convert or tell anybody what to believe, but that's just why I believe the way I believe. Thank you, Miss Debbie. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> um Ms. Debbie says Abraham was reciprocal. He was uh wasn't only asking God for favors, he spent quality time with him. I love that. And to Abraham did follow his instructions. He was obedient. Uh when he asked him to take Isaac up to the hill and um kill his only son, as much as he didn't want to do that, he ended he did follow uh God's plan, but God saved his son in the end. So I agree. That is something that he did. And so like, think about that. How do you spend quality time with God? How do you replenish your cup? How do you connect spiritually? And I do not have the answers for you. I'm not, that is a personal journey. I definitely think prayer helps. I definitely think prayer works, asking God what it is that you are meant and called to do. Um, What do you do in this season? I can say for myself, when I ask, I get a the way I get confirmation is a lot of peace. Sometimes I can see things. Um, I do believe depending on your spiritual gifts, but I do believe everybody has a spiritual gift. Some people are seers. Some people can hear. Some people can um, be moved in certain ways. Again, be careful who you have praying over your life or telling you about your life. But um, I will say that I, there's a peace that comes over you, I believe. At least for me, there's a peace that comes over me. There's a indication that, yes, this is the right thing. I highly recommend, if you are waiting on God's word, right? If you are waiting on him to answer a prayer, for you to make a decision, you're like, hey, I'll have a decision to make and I'm just not quite sure. If there's no peace in the decision, wait. I would say wait. Um, Because there's timing for everything and sometimes we can get ahead of ourselves and get hasty And although it might be the right decision. It might be the wrong season to make that decision Sometimes it's okay to say This is what I want to do just not yet This is what I need to do just not yet and i'm again not waiting on god forever You know, you don't want to be the man on the roof God sent three boats to, and he didn't get on either boat. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying wait, um, and God has moved you, or God has given you the peace or confirmation. I'm saying if you're still unsure, if the 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 choice is still unsteady, or you're confused about it, I would wait because the confusion won't go away once you make the decision. All that will happen, at least for my me and my experience, is. You'll continuously just be confused after you made the decision. And then you're battling with yourself if you made the right one or not, which is a horrible place to be in. Because when you make a decision and you meditate it and you've asked God for guidance or clarity, um, sometimes there's a reason why you don't get it just yet. It might not be the time. God's timing is perfect timing. And sometimes jumping in, being too hasty. Remember the book talks about manipulating things and making them how you want it to be? Because we have free will. You know, we always talk about and I've I've been guilty of saying this, too, but I don't know if I believe this all the time is whatever is meant for you is meant for you. I do believe you can jack up your blessings. I do believe there is a level because if God gives us free will, then his will, his will can't override ours unless it's a part of his purpose. Does that make sense? Like he gives us free will. You know, when they say. If you're meant to be with that person, you guys will be Well, without y'all putting in the work. <laughs> There, there, You can't be because he gives you free will. He's not going to override that person's choice or your choice in order to make you guys work. That has to be a mutual choice between two people because we're both equally given that freedom. So I do believe that there is a level where God's purpose does override everybody's wants and, and desires. But at the same time, when it comes to things that may not be as potent to God, I guess you can say, that you have free reign over your life. You can either do the right thing or you can't. And I do believe that you can be hindered and not blessed a certain way because you did what you wanted to do and not what God wanted you to do. And sometimes that just takes time. It takes time. It doesn't always have to be rushed. It doesn't always have to be Um, everything in life doesn't have to be so instant. We get into this wake in our society of everything being so instant. I highly recommend just waiting. If you do not know, oh, sorry, y'all, this feels good. (laughs) If you do not know, um, just wait. Cookie Monster says, David and his flaws, but he really loved God. Everybody, I will say that everybody in the Bible was super flawed, except for Jesus. But everybody had their, their issues or their hangups. ups um, I do want to go ahead and read Proverbs for the day. It is the 23rd. And let's see, I love Proverbs. I say this every day. I don't read it on, on air every day, but I think that there's some, some things that may be good in here. And if you guys have a different topic or anything else you guys want to talk about, please let me know. And it says... <clears throat> While dining with a ruler pay attention to what is put before you. If you are a big eater, put your knife to your throat, don't desire all the delicate delicacies. He might be trying to trick you. I love that because it's saying like when you're out with somebody important, act like you got some sense, act like you have any some manners. Sometimes you're being set up and you're always watched, so be careful. Don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit in the blink of an eye, wealth disappears for it will sprout like wings and fly like an eagle. That's interesting. So, in the book, so okay, I told you guys about the ebook that i've that I've done about consistency and discipline, and there is a chapter on knowing when to give something up, knowing when to quit, knowing when to walk away, and knowing when something isn't serving you because we always hear don't quit, don't give up. And I do believe that there are times where Things just aren't serving you anymore, and that's okay. So I do talk about that in the ebook as well. Drops tomorrow. Super excited for you guys to get that. Um, and it says, "Don't eat with people who are stingy. Don't desire their delicacies. Uh, they are always thinking about how much it will cost. Eat and drink, they say, but they don't mean it. You will throw up a. L- <laughs> uh, you will throw up with little." With the little you've eaten and your compliments will be vast. Or complaints will be vast. Don't waste your breath on fools. Now this is key. When you are arguing, this goes for like internet, people in your life, job-related people. It says, don't waste your breath on fools. For they will despise the wise, advi- the wisest advice. Don't cheat your neighbor by moving the ancient marker, the angry boundary marker, Don't take the land of the defenseless orphans for their redeemer is strong and he will bring their, uh, their charges against you. That's again, God defending the, you know, commit yourself to instruction, listen carefully to the words of knowledge. Don't fail to discipline your children. They won't die if you spank them. Wow. They won't die. If you spank them, physical discipline may well save them from death. Now that's a personal choice, but that's in the Bible. So yeah. Okay. My child, if your heart is wise for my own heart will rejoice, everything in me will celebrate when you uh, speak what's right. Don't envy sinners, but always continue to fear the Lord. You will be rewarded for this your hope will not be disappointed my children listen to be listen and be wise keep your heart on the right course do not carouse carouse with drunkenness or feast with gluttons for they <clears throat> are their own way to poverty and too much sleep clothes that clothes them in rags <clears throat> Listen to your father who gave you life and don't despise your mother when she is old. Get the truth and never sell it. Get good wisdom, discipline, and good judgment. The father of the godly children has cause of, for joy. What a pleasure to have children who are wise, so give your father and mother joy. Many May she who, give, who gave birth to you be happy. And this is why it's very important for us to, um, you know, honor thy mother and thy father. There's something, there's peace that comes with that, and the Bible commands us to. Oh, my son, give your heart, give me your heart, and may your eyes take delight in following my ways. A prostitute is a dangerous trap. A promiscuous woman is dangerous as a as falling, as falling into a narrow well. She hides and waits like a robber eager to make her men unfaithful. Remember we talked about that y'all? About how those 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 women are those women are tests. When men fall for the women they're tests. It says a prostitute is a dangerous trap, a promiscuous woman is a dangerous is as dangerous as falling into a narrow well. She hides and waits like a robber eager to make her move, make more men unfaithful. So when y'all meet them girls or the men's out there, when you meet them women who are down to be your side chicks and all of that, just, it's a trap. <laughs> who, who has anguish? I'm almost done, y'all. Who has anguish? Uh, who has sorrow? Who is always fighting? Who is always complaining? Who, is all, who has unnecessary bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? It is the one who spends long hours in a, in the tavern, trying out new drinks. Don't gaze in the wine glass and seeing the red it is, how it sparkles in the cup, how smoothly it goes down for the, for in the end, it bites like a poisonous snake and stings like a viper. You will see, hol- I don't know what that means, and you will say crazy things. Oh, hallucinations, and you will say crazy things. You will stagger like a sailor tosses tosses at the sea, uh, clinging to a swinging mask, a swaying mask, and you will say, they hit me, but I didn't feel it. I didn't even know it went it I didn't even know it when they beat me up. When will I wake up? So I cannot, so I can look for another drink. Basically just being drunk. Just saying, don't get drunk, pretty much. <laughs> Jerome says, Hey Jerome, yes, Brittany, this is an amazing book. Thanks for reading it. It helps me understand so many concepts. I used concepts I used to be confused about. Uh, I have a better understanding now with connection of God and my neighbors. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I'm glad it's helping. I understand that this isn't the most popular or the most salacious or fun topics, but I feel like we don't, you know, outside of church, I don't have, there's not too many conversations about God and about our relationship with him. And with the times we're in, you know, we have a whole lot of of entertainment and all of that. And I've dabbled in that sometimes. And I do, but I just, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to talk about. Um, I don't, I don't see it any other way. So I'm happy that it's helping someone. All right. So this is the think the thought of the day. Point to ponder. God wants to be my best friend. So how can we show up and be better friends with God? How are we going to ensure that we... We show up for God, that we're best friends, that we take the time to communicate, that we take the time to listen, that we take the time to engage and interact and and show up for that relationship because it can't be one-sided. Like he loves us, right? But again, it's just like you can love a friend and not really rock with them. Like I love you to death. I've known you so long. I've known you my whole life, but you don't show up for me. You don't check in with me. You don't say how I'm doing. You don't understand or You don't come by and see me. You don't call me for my birthday. You don't check in with me. I think that if he has every other emotion, like the book said, why wouldn't God feel like that with us? I feel like our our relationships with him can be very one sided. And again, I'm not perfect. So I'm not telling y'all I got it figured out either. But how can we be best friends with God? How can we show up? Another way I think, too, is. You know, I talk about this with my coaching clients, but not seeking validation from others. Really tapping in, saying, How does God feel about me? Yeah, my job might say I'm great. Yeah, my family, my spouse, my significant other, my friends, my family might say I'm great. But what does God say? Really ask yourself sometime today, if God were to give you a report card, what would he, what would he say? If he would give you a report card on y'all's relationship. You know, what would it be? Would it be a C, a D, an F, an A? Um, and again, that's your personal business. But I do believe that that is important because of every other relationship in our life, to include our parents, in order for it to be healthy and harmonious, it has to be an equal exchange. And I understand everybody doesn't have that, but it has to be an equal exchange of communication, reciprocity a relationship. And if we don't show up for that relationship and we just only stop by when we want something or we only stop by when we're in need or we only stop by when we're lacking, is that a real relationship or are we users? Because if we were hu- if that person was a human being and we were doing that to them, we would consider that a user. So, are we using God? Are we having a friendship with God? You know, are we showing up for God and and being the person that people that were called to be, or are we just, you know, Hey, you, you got some money? No. All right. Bye. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, We read from chapter ten. This was chapter. Was this chapter? No, chapter eleven. Sorry, I said chapter ten earlier. Chapter eleven: becoming best friends with God. So the point to ponder is, God wants us to be. God wants to be my best friend. The verse to remember is: friendship with God is reserved for those who receive, uh, who reverence Him. Excuse me, who reverence Him? Uh, Psalms twenty-five and fourteen. The question to consider is what can I do to remember, to remind myself to think about God and talk to him more often throughout the day? How could you, so how can we do that? How can we remind ourselves to talk to him more often throughout the day? Sometimes for me, I do it in the car. Like I don't really listen to a lot of music. So if I can find an ebook, sometimes I'll just turn off the music and turn off the radio or turn off the car and just talk to him. And just vent or say, hey, this is what I'm going through or, hey, this is too much or, hey, how was your day? Thank you for this. Um, Sometimes I'll just have a. A session where I'm just thanking him or in the midst of me complaining, then I'll just stop myself and thank him. So how can we strengthen and better our relationship? With God, like, what could you do to make that relationship better? How can you honor him more throughout your day? How can you speak to him? or just better the connection better the relationship what would you do if you were dating god what would you do if he if he was your significant other how would you show up and then mirror that maybe it's not romantic but it's still in essence spending time with that person right Ms. Debbie says, lately, I've been asking myself the same thing. This is confirmation. I need to spend more time with him for sure. Our relationship has been lacking lately. And I think that that's very mature to say, because like most friendships, you know, if you don't water them, how are they supposed to grow? You know, if you don't show up for your friends, if you don't check in with your friends, I make it a point I go in my mind, I'm like, who haven't I talked to in a while? And then I call them. You know, I text them and say, hey, or how are you doing? How How's it going? Are you good? You know, and I feel like we don't do that often with when it comes to our relationship with God, like what else could we do in order to make that relationship more successful? How could we show up and be better friends to God? You know, because I feel like he shows up for us all the time and he might not be on time and he'd be running late sometimes, or at least according to our time schedule, he's late, but he always shows up. so. Could you imagine having all of these children and some of them not ever talk to you? Some of them don't believe in you. Some of them don't even acknowledge you. And you constantly do for them. You constantly, that has to suck. Like if God were human, a lot of us would not, including myself probably, would just not, just not be in, in, in the club. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't. Be led in the in in the in the VIP lounge, I guess you can say because a lot of us don't and I can't speak for everybody, but we don't show up enough I think you know it's very one sided at times, so think about that what is your relationship like with god what do you how do you want your relationship to be better? how can you show up how can you be a better friend and maybe not even a god to yourself to others um That's something to consider. So tomorrow, we'll be talking about developing your friendship with God and also my birthday. Mm, This is very, I recommend you guys get this book and read it for yourself. We're going to talk about how to desire that relationship and that friendship. And that, so is there anything, anybody, we've got a couple minutes. Is there anything you guys are dealing with? need any help with. Um, we got a little time here. I definitely want to get to everybody or anybody who just may need some words of encouragement, maybe going through something right now, has a question, wants a little q- clarity, or at least my 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 two cents about it. Uh, again, always, always make sure that you are praying, that you're asking God for clarity, that you are you're just not acknowledging and, and knowing what you need and, and what that relationship entails, because it's so important. Thank you so much for the super chat, Percy. I, um, I really appreciate that. It said, Percy says, Brittany, you just read about the prostitute and promiscuous woman. I read that before, and I don't know if the author called them both the same. No. So in Proverbs, they were two different people, uh, the prostitute. And so it's Proverbs 23. 23 and 27. So, no, it's two different things. So the prostitute is one person and the promiscuous woman is a different person. But remember, we talked about tests. And you will always be tested with what you're weakest on. Like if you have a drinking problem, drinking will be always brought up to you. If you want to stop anything, it will always It's like the universe or God or somebody's out there just dangling the carrot. I don't know if it's the devil. I don't know who, but it's always there. So if women are your weakness, that's going to keep showing up until you defeat that weakness. If anger is your weakness, it's going to keep showing up until it's not your weakness anymore, until you've defeated, until you pass the test. Remember the book, The Book of Purpose Driven Life, talks about we get tested all the time. We're tested all the time. And are we perfect? No. Are we going to fail a lot of the tests? Probably. I know I do. You know, I'm not perfect. Uh, and I don't claim to be and I'm not trying to be at all. But I am trying to be better each and every day. But yes, uh, prostitutes and promiscuous women, um, the Bible says, is a, is, a, is a trap. It's saying that nothing good is, is going to come from it. And so that's something to keep in mind. You know, especially the men out there, you know, it's it's cool to think that, you know, hey, I can get women, blah, blah, blah. But you might be being tested, especially if this is something that you are struggling with. You know, uh, I think a man curving his sexual desires and appetite is very crucial. Because that's the biggest thing where men fall short a lot of the times. It's either their money or their their women. And I and I, th- I had this revelation because I was watching old school church service, right? And I was just like, wow, men used to be a, like the head of the church. It, not, it didn't used to be women. It used to be men. It used to be a lot of men, deacons, preachers, pastors that were the head of the church. And I was just like, what happened? Like, why didn't men, Mormon follow or come to church and things like that? You, You can't be a leader doing the wrong things. And there were a lot of pastors, preachers, bishops, the whole nine that ended up being with women in the church. And it was rumors. And there were, you would embarrass, they would embarrass the first lady. And it was like, you can't preach one thing in the pulpit and then do something remotely different behind the scenes. And in the Bible, it does say that preachers and uh, preachers and judges are judged differently than the rest of us. If you are called to service, you have a responsibility to be the best version of yourself. Especially if you're hurting a church. That's why again, I can always say I'm not a preacher or no, a pastor, y'all. I am just a girl on the internet that was called to talk about this stuff. At least that's how I feel. And if I'm wrong, Lord stop me now. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm not telling you guys which way to go. I'm not telling you what to believe. This is all a personal relationship with your higher with your higher power with God with Jesus whoever you are attached to spiritually who you are called to 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 do but i really think that that had a lot to do with why men just didn't respect like you might not even think that there's anything wrong with it but knowing that especially as a a follower in church then everything else goes down the drain and i think that that's why god knew that um Ms. Debbie says, trying to buy a home now, and I'm so torn with settling for a big, beautiful, modern home, but I'm scared of the uh, mortgage debt that comes with it. Um, I wouldn't be scared of the debt. I would be scared if you can't pay that mortgage. If you can afford the mortgage, in my personal opinion as a homeowner, it is better to pay mortgage than to continuously go up and rent. And debt is not a bad, that's just how we buy houses nowadays. And I get that they say the borrower is slave to the lender. There is some truth to that. But unless you have cash, then there's no other way to get a house. It's just kind of how things are set up. So ask. I think the most important question, Ms. Debbie, is can you afford the mortgage? If the mortgage is out of your price range and it's something that you will struggle with making every month, then that's something to reconsider then that might be a reason to say no, but I would not say no just because you're gonna go into debt. That's just, that's what most people have to do to get homes these days. I don't know too many people that have their houses paid off in cash. And not only that though, when you do get a mortgage, you can put more on your mortgage a month to lower your rate or lower your payment later on. You know, so I always encourage people, if you are able, if you are willing to buy a home, buy a home if you can. If you have the, the mental capacity, the foresight to buy a home, I would for sure. Because um, rent just continuously goes up. Your mortgage pretty much stays the same unless your property taxes raise. So um, Percy says, Brittany, I think most men's uh, weakness is women. A lot of people fail the test. And that's why having a relationship and knowing God and reading our word and getting closer to Him and reading our instructions is so important because if not, we'll just we're just running rampant. We're just doing whatever we want to do, but that's not what we're called to do. That's not why we're here. We're not here for our own selfish desires. We're here for his purpose. You know, do we get some things that we want? Absolutely. Um, but w- if if that's all it takes for the devil to distract you. And, and and hinder you from your purpose, hinder you from getting to know God better, hinder you from your destiny. That's easy. Okay, ladies, go. Does that make sense? A lot of people are failing the test. Not saying that it's all men. Just saying. We, we often fail the test. Um, as Debbie says, on the other hand, I really need the fixer upper home, but the realer doesn't want to help. Because they won't get the big bucks. And all I I also have to come up with more money because the VA won't find finance the older home. It has to make, I would pray about it and make it make sense. And also, Miss Debbie, as well, really be honest with yourself when it comes to DIY projects. Like I watch um, a few YouTubers who have like really like revamped a cabin in the woods. I watch two. And Yesterday I was watching her and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I would really love to renovate a cabin in the woods." And then I had to think to myself, "Brittany, are you really about to be out there cutting wood, putting saws up? Like knowing me, none of the projects would get done." Like I saw this girl literally build an entire deck, like deck, like measured it, wood, got the got the cement. Uh, You have to thy own self be true. I had to tell myself, Brittany, as much as that's cute and it's a fantasy of having a a home in the woods that's a fixer-upper, would you really do that work? And knowing me, no. I would get tired after a couple steps to have a seat and sit down somewhere and not do it. So with fixer-uppers, right, um, it might be a good idea in theory, and I'm not trying to discourage you from what you really want. Ask yourself, would you really take the time? And also with fixer-uppers, a lot of times there's stuff that needs to be done behind the scenes that you can't see through the walls, plumbing, electrical, um, the roof, and all of these things. And if if you don't know for sure, you can actually be putting yourself in a bigger money hole and a bigger trap later than just getting the newer home. But a lot of the newer homes are not built the same. So you have to weigh your pros and cons. You pray about it and figure out what God is calling you to do. But if you have to come up with more money on at closing day, then... That just offsets uh, the mortgage. But yes, the VA is only going to pay what they believe the house is worth or what it was appraised for. I had to come out of pocket with my house because my house was on the market more. Um, My house was on the market for more than what it actually appraised for. So at the end of the day, when you pay your taxes, when you want to go sell your home, nine times out of ten, especially when the market does Reshift or whatever You don't want to overpay for something that is not worth it in the long run But it's up to you, you got to pray about it um, And really think about yourself and who you are and are you going to Do those projects it could sound great in theory and they go super fast on HD tv And they make them look great, but they have professionals They have endless money to spend from the network if something goes wrong Think about that if a pipe burst does, do I have x amount? XYZ amount of money to fix it. The good thing about newer homes, if it if anything goes wrong within the first year, then the builder is normally obligated to come back and fix it. So think about the type of lifestyle you want going into your home. Do you want a home that you can just focus on decorating, or do you want a home that you can potentially have more problems with behind the scenes? So if you do go into that older home, make sure you get a thorough, uh, a really really a thorough what is it called? Uh, Inspection yourself and um, have a contractor come out and really look through the house to make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Because if they say that there's going to be like $50,000 worth of work, is it worth it? You know what I mean? And are you going to be doing it yourself? Are you going to have to hire people? Are you going to have to, because every contractor ain't built the same too. So just think about the type of responsibilities you'll have with a fixer-upper. Not to discourage you. If that's what you really want and you have the know-how, you have the people, you have the money, cool. But what kind of life do you want over the next couple years? Because it takes people like, especially when you renovate a house from like squiggity scratch, like when it's old and abandoned, it takes years to get it up. So are you going to live in it with possible, like the more you think about it, just think, really be realistic when you have this conversation with yourself and God, Ms. Debbie really think about how much work and what you're going to have to do in order to get it up to your standards, not just paint, not, not, you know, if it's, if it's cosmetic, then Hey, but that's still money to spend, especially if you have to update the kitchen and the bathrooms and that, it can rack up really, really quick. How do you feel about women? Uh, what women that follow God, following God, drinking wine, Jesus drank wine. To me, I personally, I have no issues with people doing whatever they feel is they, they need to do. I'm not no judge. I am not God. If anybody is confused on if they should be drinking, if they should be smoking, or if they should be doing whatever, that is a conversation with you and your higher power. I do not. I drink. I am not holier than thou. I just had a birthday party. I was drunk. <laughs> that is totally up to you. And um, it is totally up to you. I don't know. I don't feel no way. I drink wine, so I, I I let God be the judge of that, and you have to discern for yourself uh what what makes what makes that worth it. Um uh, May says, would you rather pay a landlord or pay mortgage? That's very true. Because you're paying somebody's mortgage, but you're paying your landlord's mortgage normally. And if you can afford it, then hey, um, Lola said there's nothing with nothing with drinking wine. It's as long as you don't get drunk. To me personally, and again, that's why I'm not a preacher or a pastor. I don't understand what the point of drinking is. Like if you drink, you drink to get some sort of buzz. Isn't that drunk? Now there's levels to your drunken state, but if you're not, if the purpose of drinking alcohol is not to feel buzz, tipsy, whatever, what is the point of drinking? That's just my personal view on it. So if you don't want to get drunk or if you don't want to feel tipsy or whatever, what's the point of drinking? Y'all do y'all. <laughs> it. I'm not a judge. I do not know. I'm not God. No problem. I, d- I don't know. Um, Hey Lola, hi there. I'm new asking for prayer. I need the father to deliver me and my mom from this, from generational things. Are you guys, we need to send some prayers, um, from no, uh, to, to Noken and Lola, Noken and Lola, they need some prayers. Um, I am not good at that. She Amber, if you're around, hook it up girl. She Amber is our prayer warrior. Um, but Lola and Noken, we will be praying for you. And we I pray that everything that you need is is delivered. And continue to, I will continue to pray for you and your mom. I continue, you continue to pray for you guys. Uh she amber, if you don't mind adding them to your prayer. And thank you for uh the comments, you guys. Lola says, I drink wine for communion, but I think people drink with their food. I see, I go to a, I went to a black church. We never had real wine at a black church. It was always grape juice. So I have never drank wine for communion. <laughs> it was always grape juice in them little cups. So I've never drank wine in church. I think that's just, that's really a Catholic thing. Y'all really drink real wine and, and for communion? And is it out of one cup? Is everybody still drinking out of one cup or did COVID change that? Because I know in black church, you only get a little, get that little wafer or that little cracker or that little uh, frosted flake. <laughs> and that little thing of juice. And when you're a kid that thing tastes like Sunday dinner cuz you're starving. But I hope that you guys got something great out of this conversation. Again, ask God what he has for you. Ask God what you were called to do. Always pray for your decisions and what you should do. Always be honest with yourself and be real with yourself. Um and do what what you think God wants you to do because I can't tell you that. Nobody can tell you that, but God. I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. Do not forget to give this video a thumbs up. Um, I will be praying for you guys. What do you want for your birthday? Show up tomorrow. I will have everything posted show up tomorrow. And I got y'all. I will let you guys know. Um, thank you guys so much. It's my last day of being 33. My, my Jesus year is coming to an end. I have 24 hours or less than 24 hours left. So when you guys see me, I'll be a whole year older. (laughs) Thank you guys. Have a great, great, great day. I hope you guys have a blessed one. I hope this was helpful. Hope you learned something from it again. Make sure you are walking and doing the things that you feel God has called you to do. All right. Love you guys so much. Have a beautiful, blessed day. Bye, y'all.